Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So someone say, don't drink a potion. Welcome back to the third hour of the best radio show on the radio right now on My Talk 1071. That's really the only show right now on the radio on my talk 1071 but anyway thanks for listening to colleen and bradley i'm bradley holly is here for uh the <laughs> just for today colleen's back tomorrow you are here every day but uh, you're also here today as rob is helping out and thank you guys uh it's a beautiful friday colleen will be back on monday now holly we have a question for our audience and the question is this the question is What's that trash piece of clothing you still wear, despite people telling you that it's trash? Like, you got an old pair of Uggs that the dog peed on, but you still wear them? Give us a call. 651-641-1071. You're still wearing that cross-country shirt, track shirt from middle school out in public? God, I hope not. 651-641-1071. You got it. We all have this piece of clothing. Oh, we most certainly do. And you probably have multiple pieces of these kinds of clothes, but Mm -hmm. at least you've got one. And we want to know what it is because we want to smell your dirty clothes. I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) Holly, why are we actually asking this question? You know, that's a really good question. And I think that we had this conversation. It came up because Alexis from Jason and Alexis in the morning, she was talking about these pair of pajama pants that her husband Angel has and mm -hmm. the butt blew out on them. Okay. And she couldn't fix it. Yeah, it was pretty sad. It was pretty sad. And he had to retire those. But we all have that piece of clothing that we've been wearing for years. It's threadbare. It's nasty. Might have some stains on them. And I call those my... uh I don't actually call them anything, but I have those lounge clothes. Yep. I, you know, when I come home, I want to take my, the the just binding clothing that we're forced to wear among, you know, our re- fellow humans. The restrictive buttons yes, on, on the pants. Tight jeans Ooh. and just socks that, you know, make your ankles... Uh, Possibly into cankles. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so you come home clothes. and I put on I put on my my comfies, <laughs> and for me my comfies are uh, my like giant pajama pant Doctor Who pajama pants that Jamie's grandmother bought me like five years ago, and she bought me like an XXL. Oh, <laughs> grandma! I don't think she did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I hope not. But so they're like super balloony and I like to hike them up all the way to like my nipples um, because they're super big. But they're so comfy because they're those pajama, that pajama material. What does Jamie think about you wearing these Doctor Who pants around the house? So we're just kind of a trash fest. Yeah. And then I've got my um, my Matt's burger, uh, you know, bar Mm T-shirt that the armpits are rotted out little pit stain no they're not even stained they're literally there are holes in the 
in the armpits. Ventilation. <laughs> yes. Well, right. So you have, have those. air conditioning. So what would it take for you to have to throw that away? That trash piece of clothing. That's shame. just like shame. Honestly, somebody <laughs> shaming me for uh-huh. it. Yeah. yeah. But luckily, no one usually sees me in them because those are my privates clothes i mean you know so yeah. you, i'm not opening the door with that clo- that clothing on oh you're not even going to get food delivery in those clothes uh, maybe if i'm holding the dog okay okay what about you yeah i have a pair of ugg boots oh that a friend gave to me six or seven years ago so she wore them probably for like three or four years okay and then she gave them to me six or seven years ago they're purple they flop over and I wore them out of the house this morning, and I have Why? no blanks to give because they're my yoga slippers. Oh, so this gets you to yoga class. So this gets me to yoga class. They're ugly. They're disgusting. Pretty sure her dad probably humped them at one point in time. <laughs> okay. But I don't That's care. Thoughtful. I don't care. Again, it would take a heavy dose of shame, and even then, I feel like I'm pretty immune to it. All right. Uh, what trash clothing are you immune to? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Shanna's on the phone. Hey, Shanna, what's your trash clothing? <laughs> Hi. Um, all right. It's embarrassing. No. Uh, no. Join the club. No shame. It's Is it sad that most of the things I wear at home are probably things that are embarrassing and appalling? Like, you know what I mean? They have holes in them. Oh, yeah. It's like, like my cleaning clothes, my home clothes. Like, yeah. But there's this one infamous thing that my best friend who was in my wedding was like, are we going to have to wear those like for as bridesmaids? And I'm like, oh, you're mean. Anyway, it's like a thermal material, like, um... Moo type of thing she calls it. It's like a thermal moo It's this big, like, oversized dress that my mom had from years ago. I don't even know where it came from. There's holes in it. There's paint on it and everything. And I would never separate with that thing for anything in my life. Like, it's my favorite thing to wear. Oh, my God. And you still wear it. I do. And my husband, like, just doesn't care. Like, he's just like, oh, it is what it is. And I'm like, just, you know, like, it's not going anywhere. Like, I love it. It's my favorite thing to wear. It's so comfy. And the embarrassing thing now is, though, it's like almost see-through, I've realized. And I have worked at the gas station before. So uh, like to get gas outside of my car, so I probably shouldn't wear it. Like, I have to like, double. I have to put something on underneath and then something, you know, then that over top. But, yeah. God, that's hilarious. Well, thank you so much for sharing. And don't feel like <laughs> yes, you have to throw it out. You do you. That's right. Thank you. I love you guys. I listen to you guys all the time. Stay Thank awesome. you. We love you too. Aww, even thanks. though we don't listen to you, but we love you none the, the same, just the same. Mary emailed us. She says she has a pair of wooden clogs from 1972 that she refuses to get rid of. They're still in great shape. Clogs are in. I baby. think, especially in this world that we live, like the climate that we live in, like it is not unusual to have that kind of clothing because, like, if you want to just run outside quick, you got to have something to throw on. But it doesn't. You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't need to impress anyone. No. As long as it's covering your bits, <laughs> all the sensitive areas. Yeah. You know, from the elements. Yeah. I feel like everybody's got something like that. Whether it's like an old pair of shoes, um, whether it's just an old pair of sweats. Like I. I am actually offended at myself when I take the dog out for a walk in the morning in the winter because I'm wearing all sorts of random layers of, you know, shoddy house clothing. Yeah, I do the same thing. You may have seen a weird lady shuffling around a local Kowalski's wearing pajama pants that have cats and dogs on them mm-hmm. with ugly purple Uggs yeah. and a knit hat. And that would be me. Now, I would not. <laughs> that would I be would me. never in a million years wear my Doctor Who pajama pants outside. 
like that is an indoor experience <laughs> because that would be really offensive. Yeah, just to everyone's eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, apparently nobody else wears. No, here's the thing. Uh, uh, uh. People wear it. They're just ashamed to admit it. Rob, what do you wear? Okay, you so I've never had this conversation with anybody, but I did. I do wonder jeans. When you wash them, uh-huh. do they wear in a particular place? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh-huh. mine, is it from the, from the wash? Yeah. 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 Like, perfectly otherwise, good pair yeah. of jeans, they rip in the crotch. Yeah. Mm. Well, what is up with that? It's I like, don't know. Crotchal it, friction, I yeah, think. Yeah, you gotta it's, have a nice double stitch. I mean, I'm not riding bareback or anything like oh, that, but okay. it, it happens, right. right? Yes. So, that's what I wear, but in the house. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Or down to the laundry room. Well, um, I'm glad to know we're not alone, Holly. Mm -hmm. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, from your skanky clothing to what's in theaters, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us with Paul's trip to the movies right here on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 107.1. There's something in the movie theaters this weekend you need to see? Well, yeah. Well, I need to see. I don't know if I would go that far with this weekend's offering. Um, the big release this weekend is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. It's the sequel that I don't know if anyone was looking for, for the 2014 live-action remake of Maleficent. And that voice you hear is our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes, who has joined us to talk about what's in theaters Did I go out weekend? of order? No, no, I totally just jumped you were right like, ready to go. You're like, and I'm here. Uh, but Sorry. you're saying that this sequel, Maleficent, the sequel to this film, is something that we're getting, but maybe we weren't really asking for it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And in this one, it's, you know, Angelina Jolie is back with Al Fanning, and in it, Al Fanning plays Aurora. She's getting engaged to Prince Philip. And Maleficent, not too happy about it. Also not too happy is Queen Ingrid, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, the prince's mom. And you learn that she's actually far more wicked, far more devilish than Maleficent. And she's really looking to um, break off, you know, and put this divide between the humans and the more creatures. The more creatures are Maleficent's, you know, race. So she's really looking to divide these races. So you've got this leader filled with hate looking to divide these two races. Interesting. Interesting with commentary. So I thought that was really, you know, good of Disney to like put some topical commentary in their film. My question though is kids may or may not understand that. And then will the adults get what they're doing in this story and then have those conversations with the kiddos? Well, um, other than sort of uh, those um, considerations, just from like an aesthetic and like viewing standpoint, what kind of film is this? Because I always wonder if films like these are a little too CGI. Yeah, and they definitely use a lot of CGI, but I actually feel like it looks really pretty. I mean, they definitely make it a bright, colorful movie, really putting it in this fairy tale that Maleficent and Sleeping Beauty is put in. So I actually really like the aesthetic of it. It kind of has that Harry Potter feel to it. I think it's kind of geared toward kids maybe 7 to 13. Oh, okay. A little too dark for the little littles. Like, if you got like a three or, three-year-old thing, you know, it's a Disney movie, I'll take the kid. Just know that, like, it gets kind of dark at times. It's some heavier themes. I think the older kids may enjoy it. Parents may be a little bored. It's about two hours, and I was thinking about my watch quite a bit thinking about the grocery list thinking about the grocery list thinking about what's streaming and what's on the dvr Uh, you know and 
Angelina Jolie who is great as this character Maleficent, but yeah. she isn't in the movie all that much, I would mm. say. I feel like she really took a supporting part, which is odd since she's the title character, but it really is all about Michelle Pfeiffer as the as Queen Ingrid. And she's great. I mean, she can make for a great, cartoony, Disney villain. And it's always just great to see Michelle Pfeiffer on the big screen. Yeah, so this is... I mean, is this movie franchise going to continue? I don't no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I you know, I, I know Disney's loving their Disney live action reboots, but yeah. I think with two, is I think we we can be done now. Can you walk into Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, having not watched the first movie? Yes, I think I don't think you need backstory here. Yeah, I think you're <laughs> fine. <laughs> you kind of know what you're walking into. Yeah, I mean, they get engaged in the first like two minutes, and from there, it's you know, families clashing. Queens clashing, you know, women mm-hmm. against women. So again, if you if that's going to be a bother too, just know that going into that you have these two of them, they're kind of duking it out against each other. Okay, how much? Two uh, and a half many? out of five ticket subs. Oh, okay, so, so it kids will like it. Yeah. yeah. What did you give? Do you remember what you gave the first? Three. Okay. But again, that was at a time where we had didn't have all these Disney live action reboots, so that one felt somewhat unique. fresh, mm-hmm. unique. It was a different take on it. it. Wasn't just this straight remake like Lion King or Aladdin. This was like let's take a side character and flush that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So from Maleficent, what else do we have? Anything else in theaters? I mean, if you hadn't seen Joker yet. Think about if you want to see that. If you have not seen Down Abbey, I also want to recommend the Twin Cities Film Fest. It's going oh, on right sure. now at the yeah, at the Showplace Icon in the West End. If you if you've never been before, I highly recommend it. And there's literally a movie for anyone. There. What's the easiest way to even like dip your toe in that? TwinCitiesFilmFest.org. Just go to the website and think about: Do I want something that has huge Oscar buzz, like? Um, Jojo Rabbit already played, but we've got Marriage Story, which has Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver coming up. We've got Waves, um, Motherless Brooklyn with Adam Edward Norton. Or if you're thinking, maybe I want Minnesota-made movies, maybe I want documentaries, you can just go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org and then just look at the menu and then see oh, like okay. what, and if you're thinking, maybe I want one movie, maybe I want to just see a bunch you can get passes too and they've got filmmakers coming into town they'll do Q&A's I was just there opening night for this new movie with Talia Shire so she was there talking about it so it was a little like godfather geekdom I got to interview her so look for that interview soon yeah. Um, it it just is a, you never know and I think that's what, Holly you've been a couple times before in the past yes Yes, and I remember uh, a couple of years ago going to the Twin Cities Film Fest and seeing Moonlight. Oh my god. Which gosh. went on to win Best Picture at the Oscars. Yes. But the fun thing about Twin Cities Film Fest is that you can see these award season films months before they get their release here in Minneapolis. So you can already start the conversation right. mm-hmm. about these movies. Like Marriage Story, which yes. is getting a lot of award season Lo- buzz. That and then Jojo Rabbit, which was they showed on opening night, but I have a feeling they're going to bring it back. I don't know for sure, but usually if their movies are selling out, they'll have they'll try to find time to show it again. Yeah. That won the audience award at the Toronto Film Festival. That I think is going to go on for a lot of Oscar buzz. I saw it last weekend, so I'm excited to talk to you guys about that. Um, so it just all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And you never know. The quality could be great. It could be minimal. But then you can have those conversations. I sat with a woman. This woman sat next to me the other night and she's never been to a film fest, never been to that theater. She just heard about the movie. So she wanted to come see it. And you know, you, it, it's a it's a real treat. And again, you could just go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org .org and okay. get tickets. Awesome. Yeah. What else do you have to look forward to? If you're at home this weekend, mm -hmm. Toy Story 4 is now available on demand, oh, Blu-ray okay. and DVD. And we were talking about necessary Disney sequels a little bit ago with Maleficent. And who would have thought we would get a Toy Story 4? Because the third one ended so well. Yeah. Yet 4 was remarkable. Such this coda that I didn't think we needed. And it was so lovely. So funny. Again, great lessons for kids. Tim Allen, Tom Hanks again. And then Tony Hale. Keanu Reeves has a voice in this one. It was simply lovely. And I think it'll really take you by surprise. And that's streaming available now. Yeah. All right, awesome. I love the Pixar. We're just flying through these movies, so we can talk about whatever you want at this okay. point, Paul. By the way, Paul McGuire Grimes, <laughs> Paul's trip to the movies. So I mentioned Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Last weekend, I got to go out to L.A. to cover the press junket for this new movie. It's from director Taika Waititi with Scarlett Johansson, mm -hmm. Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. So I got to talk to them about the movie. It's going to come out here November 1st, so I'll give a full review then. But I got to interview them, and those interviews are on my YouTube channel. Just search Paul's trip to the movies. Scarlett Johansson, absolutely lovely. Got to talk to her a little bit about Marvel and um, Game of Thrones a little bit. And just, she's got a, quite a few projects in the work. And then Taika directed uh, Thor Ragnarok. And he has this really great kind of indie spirit, but then can do these big budget films. Yeah, He's wild. He's unpredictable. He had me laughing the whole interview, so I kind of got sidetracked, but that's okay. So what's the tone? Can you so, even yeah. speak to the tone of Jojo it Rabbit? Is. Because it's you said Thor Ragnarok. He also did the movie or the TV show version of what we do in the shadows about vampires. Yeah. So it is a World War II Hitler satire movie getting huge buzz and this little kid that has to join Hitler's youth army and his best his imaginary friend is Hitler and what happens when he discovers that this little Jewish girl is hiding in his cupboard that his mother's kept hidden. So you've got like this satire and you are laughing because it is funny at times hence the satire but then there's a lot of heart to the story and also that kind of guttural reaction to what World War II was doing to Jews at the time, which we all know. But to then kind of balance all those emotions in this film was a really, I think, remarkable thing that Taika was able to do in this. It's going to get huge Oscar buzz. He wrote, directed, stars, and produces it as well. So you have to go in with an open mind. I don't think we're used to seeing movies like this. He's definitely channeling Charlie Chaplin, The Great Dictator, some Stanley Kubrick in there as well. Looks like a Wes Anderson movie. He definitely has a voice. Yeah, yeah it's a no, fascinating I've, I've, movie. I've seen it. Just keeps popping up in my feed. Um, just different offshoots and stories yeah. about this particular film. So again, um, 
you're probably going to see more and more of this as we get close mm-hmm. to awards season. And it was season. fun talking to them. I got to talk to Alfie Allen a little bit about Game of Thrones. And then Stephen Merchant is a great British comedian from Extras and The Office. So it's kind of fun to kind of pick his brains about the extras a little bit and his movie fighting with my family and this movie, of course. I imagine we're just around the corner from a bunch of fall movies uh, being dumped in our laps. And Netflix, you're going to hear that talked about a lot this season because of The Irishman, the Martin Scorsese oh, Marriage yes. Story is also one of their movies. Reverse CGI. I, I'm excited for it. I'm I think so, it's going to be huge. All right. So, well, we got to go. Oh, my oh, goodness. Well, yes. We have to get going. All right. So thank you, Paul, Paul for talking movies today. with us. Movies.com. Thanks for being with us. And uh, we'll be right back here on The Colleen and Bradley Show. And welcome back to The Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. We're streaming live and doing everything entertainment at MyTalk1071.com. It's on our app, too. Download our app. You can listen to all your favorite My Talk shows. Now, Every single day we like to talk about dumb people doing dumb things. It's time for some crazy, stupid idiots. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of... Florida. 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 Oh, good job, guys. All right. Guess what? We're not going to Florida. Oh. No, kids. We're going to our own backyard. Let's drive south a little bit, shall we? Woo-hoo. To a little place called Apple Valley, oh, Minnesota. Yes, south of the river. Mm. I mm. need mm. to tell you about Randy Allen Beeler. And Randy Allen Beeler was a little Randy recently which is why he's my crazy, stupid idiot for today. He's 53 years young. He is from Foley, Minnesota, and he was charged on Thursday, uh, that's yesterday, with third degree something and fourth degree something else after he allegedly did something along Highway 52. Well, please tell us more. There's a lot of missing information <laughs> I in that know. statement. Which is kind of the fun, Along right? Highway 52. Okay, so we're going... So... Going south. <laughs> okay, so I want to tell you about uh, Randy. And Randy is a Minnesota correctional officer. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh-oh. And he's actually... Uh, he was taken uh, a lady... From the Olmstead County Jail yeah. to the Hennepin County Jail. Okay, that's kind of nice. So he was transferring this prisoner. Now, along the way, they were bebopping along. She was in the back of the vehicle. Mm-hmm. And he's driving. Natural, yeah. And uh, he goes, I think I'm going to stop for some food. And she was like, oh, okay, well, I would. where are you going to stop? Because, you know, they talk to each other. It's uh-huh, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to stop at McDonald's. Nothing out of the ordinary there. He wanted a Big Mac. But kind of rude, right? Because yeah. she's a prisoner and sure. she can't have McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Uh, but McDonald's has that smell, too. So, you I know, know, you're going to the guys eating gonna, the McDonald's, you would feel so linger. bad. You'd just be like, I mean, she's in jail. It's yeah. just not good. Mm-mm. Anyway, so she goes, oh, man, I would love some McDonald's. I would do anything for some McDonald's. To which Mr. Beeler said, "Uh, like, would you get up in the front seat and fool around? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, I think I could do that for some McNuggets. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what was on order at the McDonald's, but Mr. Beeler. Uh, Hot apple pie? Well... 
Mr. Beeler uh, went through the drive-thru and then uh, went off to the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Took a little stop, a little mm-hmm. pit stop, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And the prisoner indulged his whims. What you're saying is whims. that they don't serve hot dogs at McDonald's? No, but they were serving them that day. <laughs> so he exchanged McDonald's for sale. Oh, oh, that makes me so sad. I know. Oh, bless their hearts. I mean, I know it's illegal. (laughs) Bless their hearts. Oh, bless their hearts. It's it's a sad day when you're. uh, Yeah, when you're (sighs) having to fool around with the prisoner for a for McDonald's for a double cheeseburger. Now, Mm. um, he did uh, go to court on Thursday, make his first appearance. He has to go back to court on December 11th. Oh, there's just no dignity in any of that. You know, (sighs) no dignity. He's got to bag it up. What's that song? No diggity. Yeah. Thank you, anyway, Bradley. No really appreciate that musical interlude. Ugh. So I feel, you know, I feel bad for all the parties because that's just humiliating. And now to have your photograph under, like people are going to Google Mr. Beeler and say, well, you gave away McDonald's for a for, for. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. We're going to move away from that. <laughs> On over here. Okay, where are we going now? We're going to Illinois. Oh, okay, it's French. French, fancy, also known as Illinois. Not fancy, not French. Here in the United States. Okay. Uh, we got to talk about a guy named Maddie, um, <sighs> Maddie B. Okay, who's Maddie B? Maddie B is this guy who is being investigated for a forgery by the police in Mattoon, Illinois. Okay. Going was- over and being like, okay... Matthew, Maddie B, you're forging some checks, you're doing some naughty things, and we're gonna bust you. Okay, so he was forging checks. Yeah, essentially. Right. Well, it was a, an investigation into a forgery. I'm assuming, assuming that it probably involves checks. Yeah. So Maddie B was doing something bad. The police were investigating him, but Maddie B told the police, You got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. It's not me. I'm oh, not doing. Oh, he said he's not. Yeah, Maddie he's B. like, well, no, he's not doing the forgery. Okay. He's not doing anything wrong. Like, okay. who are you guys? Have the wrong guy. Oh, don't look at me. I'm not the person who is committing the crime. Okay. So he lied about his name. Yeah, that's not a good thing. That's illegal. To the police, mm. he gave them a fake name and a fake date of birth mm. to avoid arrest. Mm. Not a good idea. How did they figure that out, though? Because Maddie B had his name, Maddie B, tattooed across his neck. And the police um, could see okay. the tattoo. He's like, I'm not Maddie B. <laughs> and we're like, you're not fooling us, Maddie oh my God, it's B. It's literally like on the front of his neck. It is on the front like of his neck. Like when you're looking at him, it says Maddie B. Yeah, in Disney font, which is weird. That's oh, a whole God. other thing I, just, I don't even want to know people about. People don't get tattoos with Disney font. Yeah. So, Maddie B, across his neck, <laughs> and he told police, well, I'm not that guy. I'm this other guy. I'm Joe Sislak. Joe Sislak? I'm just making up a name. Oh, God, I like that name. <laughs> I'm Joe Sislak. <laughs> he sounds like a car dealer. Uh, so, you know... That's the thing. You got to think about your body art. You have to think about what you're doing when people are looking at well, you. Okay. The one thing I like, will say is I, 
I do understand to a degree because I have a tattoo on my chest. It has words. I often forget that it's there. And then I will see it occasionally be like, oh, yeah, there are words there. And I've forgotten this. So it is possible, I'm saying, that in the rush and the excitement of the moment of the criminal enterprise, perhaps he'd forgotten that right there on his very own face was his name. He was charged with obstruction of justice for lying. So goodbye, Maddie B. Mm, okay. The Disney font thing, too. Why? Yeah, no, that's just... Just that's... why? And then he also has a semi... Or no, a bass clef, like a tear underneath mm, his right musical. eye. Perhaps he was in band. I don't know. Yeah, well, I played the clarinet. Do you have a clarinet uh, on you? A treble somewhere? You don't know. A clef? No? Okay. I don't know musical terms. I'm just throwing them out there. Okay. Uh, that was where? That was, oh, that in was Illinois. Illinois. Mattoon, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where we're going now? Florida? We, I don't know, actually. America Schwantz? We're going to Green Book. Where's Green Book? Uh, oh. I'm trying to look to uh. see here. Middlesex? Is there a Green Book in a Middlesex? That sounds very British. No, this is an American experience. I can tell you that for sure. I don't Possibly know where it is. In Massachusetts. Okay, let's go with Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, no, Middlesex borough. New Jersey has Middlesex County. Let's just say it's New Jersey. Okay, Middlesex, uh, Green Book, whatever, it doesn't matter. Somewhere on the East Coast of the United States, I want to tell you about two people. Now, normally, crazy, stupid idiots here on the Colleen and Bradley show involves criminals. Mm -hmm. These are not criminals. These are just dumb people, okay? Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you about today's dumb people. Uh, Their names are Nelson Estrella Rojas and his wife, Joanne. Nelson and Joanne. They are crazy, stupid idiots today because they are suing Taco Bell. Yay! Uh, what? Well, they're suing Taco Bell and its parent company, Yum! Brands, There's an which also owns point. KFC and Pit, uh, Pizza Hut. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Pizza I've never Hut? been to that place. What's it? P- Pizza Hut? Is Close like enough. Dutch something? Mm-hmm. No. Pizza Hut. Because they were charged $12.18 for two chalupa cravings boxes excuse me so this couple is again suing to be clear taco bell for two chalupa cravings boxes totaling twelve dollars and eighteen cents you may ask yourself or me because i have this story in front of me self and or bradley trainer why are they suing taco bell for two Chalupa Cravings boxes totaling $12.18. I wonder why, because that seems like a reasonable price for two Taco Bell combo meals. Why? Because they were advertised at $5 a piece. Oh, honey. Honey. So they say that they (laughs) saw Taco Bell's librarian TV commercial for the $5 boxes and decided to get in their car drive to the Taco Bell on Route 22 for the deal that included a Chalupa Supreme, a five-layer burrito, a crunchy taco, cinnamon twist, and a medium drink. That sounds good. Now they ordered two of those, Uh and the couple was charged $12.99, which included $0.81 of state sales tax. They then questioned the management why they were charged the twelve eighteen for two five dollar Chalupa cravings boxes that should only have cost them ten dollars. They can do math, can't you? I have fingers and toes. Well, I can count. I don't know how smart you are. <laughs> well, 
depends on the I day. I kind of feel like you're smart enough to figure this out. Can you tell me why they were charged $12.18 for two $5 Chalupa Cravings boxes? Well, I would imagine one of them would be because they're taxed. Well, the tax was added on after. So the tax after. was added on was after. 12.18 before tax. Also, I feel like Taco Bell is a franchise okay. by Yum Brands. You're getting warm. And so, being a franchise, mm-hmm. your participation in any deal is, you know, kind of loose. You can, you know, notice on any kind of commercial participation may vary i feel like that's a case of participation may vary exactly in the immortal words of us many times a day (laughs) you hit the nail on the air horn holly because the commercial contains a disclaimer that quote prices may vary and that the five dollar price is valid at quote participating locations for a limited time every boob who goes to get fast food knows that everything at a fast food restaurant is going to be either for a limited time or participation may vary, right? Like we just know that things can change because it's a franchise. Well, the couple say that they buy the, the company violated the state's consumer fraud statute uh, by falsely advertising one thing for a different price. Now, um, just FYI, that that's not how it works. Yeah, that's not how things work. I wonder if they're being represented by at like Lisa Bloom or something. I don't know. Just kind of. Oh, don't even get me started up. on Lisa Bloom. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, they're asking for both cons- compensatory and punitive damages, attorneys fees and court costs. So um, let's see what it says here. The lawsuit was originally filed in the. They're not no new. It's New Jersey, and the potential award of punitive damages could be more than seventy five thousand dollars. Okay, come. So if they are successful in their lawsuit, just know that these two boobs could walk away with seventy five thousand big ones. I suppose it's. The checks and balances system of our uh, judicial branch of society, or these people are what? just being dumb. I, I was trying I don't to sound think you smart. Should rely on checks no. and balances anymore. But, I, you know, well, good luck with that. I mean, all right, I'm gonna we're just going to move over here. Right when now. we come back, our good friend Donnie's going to join us for the throwback live at two forty-five. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.